the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. We have your back with everything from games, lessons, and coaching. YouthworkerCollective.com. Welcome to the Youth Worker Collective Podcast. I'm Jeremy Steele, and I am joined by two incredible people and also good youth workers, um, Stephanie and Kristen. Uh, we are going to be sharing some of our own personal youth ministry fail stories. Um, and uh, it, it's going to be fun. It's helpful to learn from other people's mistakes. So, <laughs> uh, so but before we get there, uh, would you introduce yourself? We'll start with you, Kristen. Uh, hi, my name is Kristen Tropiano, and I'm currently serving at Strawbridge in Kingwood. Kingwood. Texas. Texas. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> and, well, uh, people in Texas just assume everywhere is in Texas, right? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> it's Stephanie. So, my name is Stephanie Konvichka. I am executive director of Hesed House of Wharton, located in Wharton, Texas, approximately an hour southwest of Houston. <laughs> um, I previously served as student ministries director at Wharton First United Methodist Church. And uh, I think you've been on other podcasts. You're also kind of a professional podcast guest, from what I understand, right? That's untrue. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true. Okay, so we have played double elimination rock, paper, scissors before this to decide who was going to be first. And it has clearly fallen to Kristen. So, um, <laughs> Kristen, can you tell us, uh, just start us out. We're, we're each going to give our best youth ministry fail story and, and we'll try to find something redeeming about it afterwards. Oh, goodness. Okay. Well, um, I don't know if it's my biggest, but it's definitely the one most recently on my mind. <laughs> um, and of course, the yeah. names have been changed to protect the innocent. And Of course. <laughs> of course. Um, so we were having a Christmas party. Um, like, you know, all good youth stories start out. And so we had some different uh, Christmas-themed games. And I don't know. Oh, no, I do know. Um, so basically, we were playing musical chairs dodgeball. Um, okay. That the dodgeballs were snowballs. I love the, ma- but they were the mashups of youth ministry games. It's like, yeah, it's a well-respected game. Let's add another completely unrelated game, and it's going to be amazing. Yeah, and it was until it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So it's musical chairs dodgeball, which I immediately thought of all the things that could go wrong. So I tried to... Right? Nothing could go wrong. Exactly, correct. Nothing could go wrong. All right. So in an effort to make the game safer, I (laughs) may have made it more dangerous. (laughs) Because my fear was having a circle of chairs in the middle of the room where kids were going to be running to them, uh, essentially diving into the chairs so they didn't then have to go grab a dodgeball and one-on-one dodgeball, like, my thought was chairs are going to go flying. What if I made a line a second, of chairs? Because <laughs> can you describe musical chairs dodgeball? Because I've actually never seen it played. I would love to describe it. 
So musical chairs, you've got a circle of chairs, music plays, you take a seat. If you don't have a seat, you're out. Okay, got that. Um, So instead of having one chair missing, you have two to three chairs missing each round. If you are one of the two or three people without a chair, you run to the other side of wherever it is you're playing, uh, grab a dodgeball, and it is every man for himself, no boundaries dodgeball uh, for the final chair. Oh, nice. (laughs) Perfect. So last man standing gets to stay in. Okay. (laughs) Um, So I was terrified of these chairs going flying all around the room in the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. So I thought, certainly, it's a much better idea if the chairs can't slide, I'll put them up against the wall. (laughs) And then if you don't get a chair up against the wall, then you run to the other side of the gym and play dodgeball. Okay. This this is what I convinced myself would be much safer. You know, Um, on the face of it, it sounds safer. Yeah, until (laughs) um, this wonderful young woman in our program, she did not get a chair, um, but in the effort to get to the chair, she uh, slid almost like you would would in baseball, (laughs) Um, and her knee went like just directly into one of the chairs. Now, had the chair not been up against the wall, the chair would have slid away and right. she would have had a nasty bruise and it would have been fine. But because the chair couldn't slide away, it uh, cracked her kneecap. Go, 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 go. Uh, oh, sorry. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> so we didn't really see her fall like that hard. Uh-huh. And so when she told me that, she really hurt her knee and it wasn't swelling or bruising. I was like, you're fine. Let's drink some water. Walk it up. Um, and she was, she's just telling me it, it really hurts. And I was like, I, no, it's not swelling. It looks fine, but okay. You know, I got really confident in my years of student ministry and seeing right. all of these different breaks that I was like, immature, this isn't like, broken. Physician, right? Right. Right. Yeah. I was just like, no, this is totally fine. Um, And that evening we were having the rest of our Christmas party upstairs Uh uh, in the youth room and our elevator was broken that evening. And so she was like, I can't go upstairs. And I said, yeah, you can. (laughs) She goes, Kristen, I can't walk upstairs. I said, no, you can. (laughs) And um, yeah. I will say the student has cried wolf a couple times, so okay, that's maybe. no excuse. No excuse. Um, I guess. <laughs> so the next day, her Sorry, dad called. Uh, yeah, I guess. Did you at any point like manipulate the kneecap or anything? Like, did you? No. Okay. There was there was no physical examination. Okay. Yeah. Just going on assumptions. Okay. Just got sure. got way too confident in my years of youth ministry. Okay. Right. All right. Okay. Way too confident. Uh, but yeah, her dad called the next day and was extremely kind and very sweet, and just said, "Hey, no one is upset. Uh, just thought you should know." Uh, her kneecap is definitely broken. Um, and so then she was in a full leg cast for. Mm, I don't know, like two months. <laughs> so, so yeah. 
Drink some water does not solve every problem in student ministry. <laughs> right. No, it doesn't. What, 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 do you, what did you kind of take did, from that? Can I ask this? Did you encourage her to go to the bathroom? Because that's my other go-to. Have you pooped today yet? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I encouraged her to walk up the stairs. <laughs> so... so what do you take from that? Like, what it, what is the what is the thing that you're like? You know what? In the future, I need to <laughs> um maybe get a second opinion <laughs> right. um, before telling the child with a broken kneecap. Um, no, you're fine. Walk it off. <laughs> um, now, yep. I will say, I was much kinder in all of this, but my thoughts were definitely, "You're fine." <laughs> like, yeah, no, we've had a similar, a couple of similar things, and. As a result, we have, we try to be pretty diligent in having medical-ish people around. Mm-hmm. Nurses, doctors. Yeah. At one point, we had a guy that we counted because he was a veterinarian. But like... <laughs> but, <laughs> does, does the OBGYN, who is one of my volunteers, right? count? Totally. But um, somebody who, who has like presence of mind to like touch their kneecap or like be like, you know what? Let's yeah. just... Let's just and then at that point you're like oh well we we get doctor blah 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 or nurse whoever to look at it mm-hmm. um, I'm so sorry <laughs> yeah I will say I, I do sure now have a fantastic volunteer who's a nurse and he's wonderful and I super appreciate having him around at all of the events <laughs> and um I, maybe I should have just gone for the more dangerous game in the beginning I don't know That's right <laughs> that could have. I don't even know. All right. I don't know. Stephanie. (laughs) Mm -hmm. How about, let's hear yours. Well, okay. We've had our share of injuries. I think the one that made me feel the most foolish, but I also will say got me the most street cred with the youth. (laughs) (laughs) This is not starting well. (laughs) So it was post Halloween and we had some pumpkins and no. I had a bunch of boys. Like there was a, a point where I had like three girls in our youth group and just a bunch of guys. And there was just like they were always wanting to break things. And I was like, you know what we could do? I was like, how about you? Everybody brings their pumpkins the Wednesday after Halloween, and we just jack some stuff up. And they were yes. like, yes. yes. And one of the kids, I'm was ready. Like, um, I have some fireworks. And I was like, <laughs> I do too. And, um, oh my gosh. So Wharton is a rural community. I live outside of Wharton in the county, which is pretty much just a free-for-all. So you can just like, kind of do I've got some not illegal, but not technically legal explosives. Yeah. So while you can't sell <laughs> fireworks in October, it doesn't mean you can't Hoard them and then, mm-hmm. <laughs> and so it was the last um, event of the evening. We had thrown pumpkins and sledgehammered pumpkins and done a whole variety of things with pumpkins. And we took one pumpkin and we put it out in the middle of the parking lot, hollowed it out, and stuffed it full of fireworks. And our church is located in a residential neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all stepped back and. Um, blew up this pumpkin which then alerted the neighbor who then alerted the police who then three cars came with sirens and (laughs) 
as the parents were driving up. So, <laughs> oh my god! And like, what troubled me most was how many of my students' their first instinct when the cops came was to run, not to. <laughs> oh gosh! And I was like, we've seen some stuff. So, um, oh no. So my youth got to watch me interact with the police and not get a ticket. So, um, oh, yeah, go. they, they encouraged me to exercise better judgment, which I <laughs> mostly did that for that point forward. So, <laughs> so um, so how so it's better judgment. Yes. But like specifically, what does that mean? Like, how did it get to the point where the cops are called? Because we had this neighbor who I prefer to call an alarmist. Um, and he heard it and he wasn't sure what he heard. And then once he was even sure what he heard, still felt the need to call the cops right. because we shouldn't have been doing it anyway, is what he said. Right. Like right. he thought he heard gunshots. It was, it did not sound like gunshots. I don't know what guns he had been hearing. <laughs> Sounded like a pumpkin being well, exploded. I've got yeah. a related youth ministry fail, which also was yeah. a huge win, to be fair. Okay. Um, so we, um, I've had the cops called on us before in that same kind of a way. So in, but we're in a city, so we have like noise ordinances. And mm-hmm. um, and so it's pretty simple to get a variance on that and like get permission to be loud later at night, mm-hmm. as long as you're not talking about like three in the morning or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, we, a friend of, a friend, uh, like a volunteer in the youth ministry what, was talking to us one day and he was like, you know, I know the guy who does the fireworks for the baseball uh, stadium and I was we were like huh well that's interesting <laughs> and and he was like yeah he's like we should totally do like real fireworks out here sometime and we had just set a planning meeting for a like a citywide youth uh um New Year's Eve party we're gonna do a bunch of churches come together for New Year's Eve we're like dude we know what we need to do fireworks on New Year's Eve. And um, and so we go through all the things and um, like this is a professional city kind – like they do fireworks. They had just done a show for something for ESPN. Like Ooh. super legit. They really know what they're Once doing. again, y'all just know people I don't know. <laughs> so <laughs> we – we get the guy to like give us a discount and do all of the like we're gonna he's gonna donate some things and whatever and um and so we are on he gets he files the stuff with the city we get a noise ordinance like we do all the things and and we're set for a like city level fireworks display at our church on New Year's Eve with all of the other churches in town um. Not all of them, but a lot of the other churches in town, except for the ones who think we're going to hell um, here um, to watch it, right? 
And I'm going to tell you that night, it was awesome. It was everything you'd hope at midnight. We're like, boom, boom, boom. It's like, we're, and we're standing there and like, they're really close. Like it's really just the coolest thing. And then, uh, I get to church the next day I'm working and my supervisor calls me in and he's like, so we have a voicemail. <laughs> um, our church is surrounded by apartment buildings, like almost completely. There's apartment buildings everywhere. And one of the apartment buildings, I didn't know at the time, but is really full of old people, like really old people. And, um, and oh, this no. guy called and he, and now listen, he first, he has the old man raspy voice. So when he first started talking on this voicemail message, I started laughing because he was like, <laughs> like, it sounded like a person making fun of an old person, but it was just an mm. old person. And so, which that didn't help with my supervisor because he had heard the whole message. He was not happy. And I was, he, the guy's like, last night I was, and I was like, ah! <laughs> which my supervisor did not laugh and like gave me the like, you're inappropriately laughing look. And so I quieted down. And um, the guy had, in the middle of the night, on New Year's Eve had heard, let's just say a hundred feet from his apartment city level (laughs) fireworks going off. Um, Mm. And he completely freaked out. He thought the city was being bombed (gasps) and jumped into his bathtub until it no. stopped oh. and he called the police and they said oh no it's just the church they're having a fireworks thing we've got a permit for it like that didn't really help him like that didn't make it better um <laughs> and then he's proceeded to like say all sorts of new cuss words that i had never heard from the 1920s about Ooh. like <laughs> how horrible our church was and how unchristian it was for us to do that. Um, and I, I, I was like, I felt really, really bad. Cause like I had really scared an old man, like, and probably more than him, I would guess because we had planned all it, but we hadn't, the one thing we hadn't done is been good neighbors. Like Mm -hmm. we hadn't told our neighbors, we were going to be having massive explosions for about 10 minutes at midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, which, and when so you then it, in your church, being the good neighbors that you are, offered free trauma counseling. To- <laughs> no, we didn't. But when we did it six, again, six months later, we uh, put notes at all of their doors. So, Aww. Well, that's something. <laughs> That was part of the agreement with the fireworks guy. All right. So uh, why do I feel like the worst part of this story is you making fun of this man on the phone? Yeah. And I didn't, I, I mean, I did, but I, like, I didn't, I thought, cause you know, sometimes if you get a funny voicemail and you want to share it with somebody, 
Yes. I thought it was that situation, but it was not that situation. No. (laughs) (laughs) And the reason we do these fail podcasts is uh, because everybody has these stories. And, And part of it is we have to learn from each other because there's no way that you're going to anticipate everything and you're mm-hmm. going to mess up and you got to get really good at apologizing and trying to make amends with people that you've done something mm-hmm. wrong for. And then also, you know, like learning from it. So like, you know, mm-hmm. getting a medical person or whatever, <laughs> like informing your neighbors that you're going to be making explosions happen, mm-hmm. whatever it is. Um, and, um, because that's part that's just part of sort of growing as a, as a youth pastor um so we, we hope that this has helped you at least if nothing else know that you are not alone in <laughs> making really horrible mistakes um <laughs> and that's what we are about at the youth worker collective um we don't want you to feel like you are alone even in your failures um, but uh, we want to be here and get your back with things like games and ideas, lessons, coaching, all that's available at youthworkercollective.com and more podcasts like this one at youthworkercollective.com slash podcast.